Hi everyone, Isha here. I just wanted to thank all of you for listening to our podcast this year. This is a real passion project for Kim and I. We don't have any sponsors. There's no ad content. We're really just doing this for the love of it. This will be our last episode of the year. So I hope everyone had happy holidays and a happy new year. May 2022 not be as much a dumpster fire as the last two years. Enjoy the show. Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about Sailor Moon R, episodes 60 to 68, and the first half of the arc in the manga uh, for Sailor Moon Come R. hell or high water. Said that twice, but it's fine. <laughs> Come hell or high water. Literally, this episode is so cursed because we've tried to record it like six or seven times. Is this, I, we and, keep on scheduling the date, but I think we actually, is this our third time actually starting the recording? This is our fourth time fourth actually time. starting the recording. Yeah. Yeah. We tried three times and my computer was just not cooperating. And like I had to have my roommate take a look at it because she's good with computers. And uh, she figured out that like a drive was corrupted somehow. And so it's like, okay, this is fixed. But like, the other three times, I think, like, just stuff was yeah. happening for... Meanwhile, I'm... One of yeah. us, I'm having, personally. like, medical things where, like, my surgery was denied and I had to get a different insurance. So it's like, wow. Like, the phone call yeah. came right before we started recording. Oh, my God. Anyways. Yeah. We're literally about to hit the record button. It's been... It's been rough, and I'm very grateful <laughs> that we have a buffer of episodes so that, like... By the time y'all reach this, we will be, like, months yeah. away. <laughs> so just so you know, it's official. Black Moon is cursed. Um, <laughs> truly. Be wary when you get into these episodes. <laughs> truly, the malefic Black Crystal has worked its dark magic on us. So we're going to summarize the manga first. Because the manga is a lot shorter. It's a lot easier to get through. And there's a lot more messed up about the anime. <laughs> There's some Compared really the cool manga. imagery in it, though. The anime diverges really quickly, too, mm-hmm. like, almost from the start. But with the manga, it's really just immediately right after the end of Dark Kingdom, where uh, Usagi and Mamoru are having a date, and they're happy that they get to be together. And as she goes in for the kiss, a child lands on her head. From the sky. From the sky. A pink-haired child with, like, rabbit ear-shaped hair buns, like, lands on her, like, gets Mamo's kiss, and, like, Isagi's on the ground and is like, what the hell? And the kid looks at her and um, is like, who are you? And the kid says, I'm Usagi. And Usagi's like, no, I'm Usagi. Like, my name is Tsukino Usagi. And the little kid's like, that's my name. (laughs) And then the kid goes like, oh, Wait a minute, if you're Sukino Usagi, that means you have the silver crystal, and then pulls out a gun. <laughs> and this scene is so iconic, it made it both into the manga and the anime. So, yeah. You can't not have this scene. Yeah, Shibusa just straight up pulls a gun on Usagi. And, and I know for, like, American listeners, you're kind of like, eh, kid with a gun, whatever. <laughs> uh, but in Japan... Uh, they actually have these things called regulations and laws uh, when it comes to guns and gun ownership. 
So a child having a gun is very strange. I mean, it's strange uh, here too, but I mean, you can reason that, oh, little girl got it from grandpa's closet or something like that, you know? Oh, somebody left the gun safe unlocked. It's just, it's possible here. We're over there like, who the heck does this child know who has a gun? Yeah, it's just not something that would happen. So both Usagi and Mama Chen are like, this has got to be a toy. And the girl's like, give it to me or I'm going to shoot you. And then pulls the trigger. In the manga, it comes out as flowers. In the anime, it's water. But like, she run- she runs off. Like, she manages to get away. And Usagi and are like, worried. Uh, and then we kind of cut to the other century and there's like this thing about how like aliens have been spotted like in the news like there have been flying saucers and crop circles and um, the alien thing is like a real presence in the manga and mm-hmm. it's not so much in the anime like it's brought up like twice I, I think. think aside from like the 13 episodes of the Dream Tree right. arc which they never ever refer to yeah, again. Yeah we just forget all about that but yeah I think pretty sure that's why they don't incorporate the um the whole alien aspect as much is because like they just did that um mars is of course like meditating and having visions of she's like something bad is coming Mm -hmm. uh and then isagi contacts all of them being like hey this weird kid dropped out of the sky uh and wants the silver crystal that sounds bad right like that sounds like an enemy right and so like all of the senshi do actually get concerned and isagi goes home and she finds that this little kid she goes home and like the little kid has followed her and um, her family is outside. And they're like, oh, hi, Isaac. And like, who's the little kid with you? And Isaac is like, what little kid? And then we see Chibiusa. And so Chibiusa is like, hmm, I like your family. And then uses this Luna P toy, which is just like this round ball shaped like Luna's head. Uh, and uses it to turn it into like the spiral umbrella, which she uses to hypnotize the family into thinking she's their second daughter. But she keeps her name. She's still Usagi Sukino. When, when do they change her name to Chibiusa? Because, like, it's just... At this point. At, at this point. Because they're, like, us- yeah. calling you both Usagi is confusing. You're little Usagi. And that's what Chibi means. Exactly. Chibi literally just means small, right? Mm-hmm. And Usa is just short for Usagi. Bunny. Exactly. Uh, bunny and little bunny. Kind of like the way we divide up all the Kennys in my family. Yeah, pretty much. Except you have generations between your kids. Yep. But no juniors because they all have different middle names. But these are siblings. This would be weird. This would be like if I was a boy yeah. and my older brother was named Kenny and my name was Ken. Yeah. It happens, though. There are families. Like, I, I, I saw twins once that were named Charles and Charlie, and I was That's like... cruel. <laughs> like... <laughs> no. They're named after their father, and it's like... Mm. That's lazy. Okay, but they're twins. should have given, like, one his first name and one his second name, at least. You know, his middle name. Right? The husband doesn't have a middle name. Right? It's just like, um, this is going to cause a lot of problems in the future, because they're all so identical, but So if you gave your children the same name, we are judging you, just so you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like George Foreman and all of his kids being named George. Anyway. (laughs) Um... (laughs) There's a reason for it, at least, for Chibiusa. You know, it's weird in the family. And, like, admittedly, in the manga and in the anime, like, when um, Chibiusa does, like, go to school, um, it's acknowledged by all of her classmates. Like, why do you have a big sister named Isagi? Like, why are you also named Isagi? Yeah. 
and ev- like people are kind of like this is this is they weird, right? It's weird. And and in the yeah, anime- there's never any kind of like whatever. Yeah. And in the anime, um, a, a, a similar thing happens, but she's not dubbed her sister in the anime. It's her cousin. So Chibiusa. Yeah, in the anime. Sh- yeah, so it's slightly less weird because it's like there are cousins. Oh yeah, I've got a cousin named Kenny. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it's not with you know outside the realm of possibility, and it would make more sense. I think the anime kind of did had a better idea there with making her a cousin instead of a sister. Yeah. So your cousin um, is coming to so, stay with us. Right. So anyway, in the manga, we have this. We meet Asanuma. Uh, who is just this adorable little boy who goes to, I think, the middle school of, um, the middle school edition. Mm-hmm. That's not the word, but that's what we're going Division? Of <laughs> edition. edition. Okay. <laughs> the middle school edition of <laughs> Mamoru's high school, um, who, like, idolizes Mamoru, but, like, also thinks he's an alien because he once saw like Mamori like heal himself after a sports injury and was like my man is not human yeah it's it's really cute because like I think this is the only time it's not the only time I don't think in the in the manga where like it shows a boy like clearly kind of attracted to another boy I think with fisheye we have that but um there's a lot more of that in the anime compared well, to the we manga. Well, we have we have uh, Zoisite and Kunzite. Yeah, but in the anime. Oh, not in the, the anime. Manga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Asanima, like, clearly is a crush on the yeah. and he kind of, like, is introduced. I, and then, I wish he uh, was in the anime, because he would have done a lot to help with everything going on with Mamoru. Truly. He, he's in Crystal, mm. oh, so okay. we have... Yeah, we have that. So we'll get back to Mamoru. <laughs> Mamoru. I, we're going to have to, like... I think he's the reason why this episode yeah. is cursed. <laughs> probably. We're going to have to... Like, his episode for this arc we're, is probably going to have to be, like, a two-hour he's special. He's an absolute dick. Just because... Because it's just truly ridiculous how he behaves. Yeah. Um. Anyway, in the manga, we meet Asanuma. Asanuma meets, like... As- we meet Asanuma because Jupiter met him, like, Mako-chan meets him, like, in civilian form, and she's like, here's this cute kid I found. <laughs> uh, uh, and Mars, Mars's school is having a school festival, like they usually do. She's approached by the Paranormal Club to be a psychic for the festival. And what's really cute is that the president of the Paranormal Club is named Kotono, and Kotono Mitsuishi is the voice actress for Usagi yeah, in the anime. that's so cute. I really love, like, the little shout-outs that, like, Naoko Takeuchi does in the manga with, uh, when it comes to things yeah, like that. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, it is. And so Ray's like, okay, sure, I'll be your psychic. And then they find out that there's this rival paranormal club at the school. And part of me is kind of like, I don't know why a Catholic school would allow paranormal club to exist I anyway. Think it's but it's rad. I guess. When I read that, I was like, oh my god, I wish our schools had paranormal clubs. I was in the anime club and the literary magazine club, and I was like, why, why don't we have one of these? <laughs> that would be fun. We should have made one. <gasps> we should have made one. Yeah. With all of our, all of our witchy friends. All these girls. (laughs) 
Look, I could have continued my middle school witch phase into high school. Uh, anyway. Such such a lost opportunity. I know, you didn't know me in my middle school witch phase. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we would have fed into Anyways. Much. We would have just flat out formed a coven if we knew each other back then. I bet you. <laughs> anyway, there's this rival paranormal club, and it's being headed by this girl with, like, cat ear hairs. And so... Before that, I forget, the manga obviously introduces us to the Black Moon Clan, and we don't know where they're from, but we know that they're here. Uh, I think I think in the manga they do say, actually, that they're from the future and they're here to hunt down Rabbit. They don't reveal um, it right away in the anime, though. They don't reveal that they're from the future, but they, they do say we're after the Rabbit, yeah. and it's obviously, and they say Rabbit in English, so it's very clearly, like, Chibiusa. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like, we will do the thing and we'll change the past to make the future the way we want it to be. And so this girl leading this opposite paranormal club is clearly an enemy. And she's Koan, the first of the Spectre Sisters, or the Ayakashi Sisters. She's got a really cute design. I like she's, all of them, actually. Her outfit, her outfit, I think her and Pets, like... Their outfits are actually from the catwalk. Uh, I like everybody's hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like Pets' yeah. hair. Yeah. I don't like Calaveras' hair. I liked everybody's Just hair. Just the severe bun with the bow. Yeah, anyway. but it's kind of vogue, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is, but I just, I guess I just don't care for the slick uh, back look. Uh. I think it's cute if you got the face uh. to pull it off. I don't. I look like my forehead has taken over my face. I don't either. I think my my head is too small. I think my head is too small for my body. Oh frankly. no. <laughs> um. Anyway, this happens. Paranormal club. Uh, that koan is being the other club's psychic. She starts giving out death fortunes. Mars is like, that's not cool. Recognizes her as an enemy. Yeah. Transforms at transforms into Sailor Mars to defeat her. Calls the others. Um, she does, she manage. she doesn't defeat her, she gets her, like, health down, and then Koan does, like, this dark fire thing, and, like, traps Mars, and Sailor Moon arrives in time to kill Koan, but it doesn't break this barrier that it has around Mars, and Mars disappears. Yeah. And so, everyone's devastated, obviously, because Mars is gone, and, um, Usagi has the feeling that Chibiusa knows what's i don't know i can't remember if in the manga because i just recently reread this and i don't remember if this happens after mars or if this happens after mercury i think this happens after mars where she's like where she sees that chibi use is there and she's like did you know about something like this like how can we trust you it makes sense and yeah i mean usagi is a lot dumber in the anime in the manga when it comes to common sense stuff like this it's like, random girl came out of nowhere, hypnotized my family, infiltrated my home. You know, random enemy yeah. comes out of nowhere, kid rests my friend. These two things are related. Hey, kid, what do you know? You know? Yeah, and Sh- and Shibiusa obviously says nothing, yeah. and like, Mama-chan takes her home. Yeah. Um, and this is when we get the, re- we find out that Shibiusa is trying to save her mother. We don't know who her mother is. She just asks she asked Mamora, like, is Sailor Moon really strong? And Mamora's like, of course. And she's like, can she save my mom? Yeah. And he's like, I guess. 
Um, you know, something... We also find out that Mamoru sews and, like, made, like, a stuffed tuxedo Which mask. Which is adorable. I can only presume that he made it for Usagi. Oh. And then had to give it to this child Probably. instead. That seems like something. That seems about right. <laughs> He's like, mm, I think she needs it more yeah. than Usagi right now. Um, so, uh, Mamoru Chiba, like, house husband of the year. <laughs> I, I think, I think his bond with her is a lot clearer in the manga and i think part of that is mm-hmm. because we the way they use his powers in the manga versus the show in the manga we know like he, i forget what it's called when you get when you touch something and you have like do a psychic reading of it what is that called psychometry Psycho- yeah psychometry he he seems to have that in the manga i don't think they call it that but mm-hmm. you see on multiple occasions, and you you see right away, he has this bond to this child where he's like, he he gets the impression this is his daughter. He very quickly adopts a paternal feeling towards her. You know, yeah, he doesn't know that she's his daughter, yeah. but he's like, I need to protect. Yeah, her. but he has that. You can see he yeah. gets that paternal attachment right away, which I think is one of the reasons he feels mm-hmm. comfortable taking her home when that whole thing goes down. Um, yeah. In the anime, the only thing they do with that is he has like visions and decides to be an asshole. But we get to that when he starts. <laughs> when we get to the <sighs> oh anime, we we'll get to that. Oh my gosh! I wonder if this episode is just going to be a summary of the manga because it's. You know, it's big enough. There's enough content. It, it, yeah. Just like the first half of like the R arc, because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to the anime. It's so different. Yeah, it diverges a lot. Um, yeah. And this first portion hit me really hard as a kid. Like I wasn't like a kid, kid, like teenager. Um, for there were two things I remember um, distinctly. There was um, the fact that she was doing death fortunes, like, really startled me, because I was already into pagan stuff, um, since I am pagan. Uh, But yeah, Mm -hmm. and I I specialized in things like tarot and crystal and palm, and I I never did death fortunes, because it's considered taboo. So when that happened, the manga was like, (gasps) you know? And then the other thing that, like, isn't this... Is this when the um, spontaneous combustion was going on, or is that a different arc? Yes. So Mars noticed that that things were weird at her (laughs) school because she saw the nuns. Because when they found out about this this other paranormal club, she went to talk to the nuns about it. And the nuns were like, uh, keep your nose out of it. And she realized that these nuns had this upside down black moon on their foreheads, like the other, like Koan did. Yeah. Um, Because. It's the opposite of, like, the yellow moon, you know, crescent moon circled upward. It's a black moon upside down. And so she followed these nuns, and then she found, like, this, like, the spontaneously combusted body of a nun, and she's like, what devilry is this? Um, She's like, it's the start of a new enemy. And one of the things that I really like about the manga that they didn't do in the anime and I'm mad about is that all of the senshi take Usagi's concerns seriously right off the yeah. bat. They're like, you should keep Chibi Usa in your home, not because she's not dangerous, but because she could be they dangerous. Keep an eye like, on you her. have to keep her here. You have to keep an eye on her. You have to like let her get her guard down. She knows something that we don't know. And if she like is becomes comfortable with you and your family, she might let us know so we can prepare. 
So everyone takes this very seriously, and they don't leave Mamoru out yeah. of it. Like, he's part of the team in that sense. Yeah, unlike the anime where it's another season of gaslighting. Oh, it's fine. Why are you acting so jealous, Usagi? Right, she's just a child. Like, why are you being like this? And it's like, this is a stranger child that just hypnotized my entire family and is like, held a gun to my face in, like, her first act and demanded the silver crystal. Like, why are you guys not taking yeah. this seriously? Like, yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane! But, yeah, and so that's the first yeah. arc. And then and then the first story in this, in this arc, and then Mars gets taken away, and mm-hmm. you start systematically seeing this happen to the other senshi. So, who's yeah. the... So this So the next up is Mercury, and this is this is when we get a little bit more backstory about Mercury because we find out that she likes to swim and she belongs to like this club um, because her father is a member and so she's allowed to swim there and because Nari's family is, you know, rich, like her, she's there. So like she takes Izagi and they're like, oh, it's Ami. And Ami explains that her father's a painter, that their parents are divorced and she's allowed to use this club because, because of him. And then, um, we follow Ami for this chapter and, you know, we see her at school and, like, the girls are complaining about, like, there not being any water coming out of the faucet and she uses her powers as Sailor Mercury. She doesn't transform. She just, like, senses where the problem is her with the water. Her water powers. And she uses that to, like, find a janitor or a maintenance man or somebody to, like, go and find, like, the water main where the problem is. And we see in the background um, Bertier, who is the second of the Ayakashi sisters, who wears this, like, who wears, like, knee-high blue boots, a blue bustier, and has, like, white hair in a thick braid. With a And with wears, a like, a circlet. Braid. Doesn't she have, like, a halo braid? Uh, no, it's down her back. No, she has both. Hang on. No, she doesn't. We're, like, Googling. I love fitter music while she Googles. <laughs> no, it's a braid! She has a halo braid on her forehead! She has a big long braid down her back no, and she... then she has a halo braid on her braid. Oh. forehead. Oh, that's right! Oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> she does have like the little braid across her forehead. I just think of it as a circlet. Yeah, she does have a braid. That's more of her hair. You're she right. just you're has so a right. crap ton of hair! <laughs> she just has a lot of hair. Like everybody in like manga and anime. And just everybody has so like much everybody hair. Like everybody who's not, it's not us. No. <laughs> and anyway. So she has, she, I honestly think like her whole look is the best. Yeah, she's really cute. Like just visually very mm-hmm. appealing. But she like looks down, she's there and she's just like dowsing without using broads. That's demonic. And it's like. Who are you? What's <laughs> a stranger like you? Like doing watching a middle schooler (laughs) right um but she goes on a television program because she's established herself as like this famous dowser and she she they ask her you know like what are your other interests and she's like i love chess then she's like i'm challenging ami mizuna who is like this reigning chess champion um to a match and so ami's like this lady is messed up because she also has the upside down black moon on her head and is like I'm going to face her and like obviously Usaki, Mako-chan and Minako are like uh don't yeah. <laughs> and she's like well she's probably the enemy and so I'll go and I'll fight against her 100% and of course she's the enemy 
Yeah, this is 100% a trap. She's like, I know it's a trap, but maybe this way we can get more information. And so they play chess for a couple seconds, and then it's discovered that the audience is full of droids. So as it turns out, they're not only, they're not only quote-unquote aliens, but they also have robots. Which is so I like it. (laughs) Yeah, so the audience is planted, and so obviously Mercury transforms, um... They, she attacks, the other sentry come in, um, but Birdier manages to trap Mercury the same way that Koan trapped Mars, and Mercury is kidnapped, and Birdier is killed by Sailor Moon. And obviously everybody is distraught, because now they've lost two of their friends. Yeah. Um, is like, not saying anything, they don't know what's happening. Um, Mars, who is, like, the diviner, is now gone. Mercury, who is, That's, like, the brains of the right. operation, is the gone. Yeah. Yeah, so... They're just, like, we don't really know what to do without them. We can't get this information from Chibiusa. Um, and at one point, they they managed to get, like, an earring. And they're, like, we, we'll bring this to the cats, to Luna and Artemis, to analyze it. Because they have these... Because Khan and Bertier had these long, beautiful, dark earrings, these dark crystals, and they're at Usagi's house when they're talking about this, and Chibiusa walks in, and it's just like, Chibiusa just came in from school, and she's already made a friend, and Chibiusa sees this crystal, yeah, this earring in a petri, in like a closed petri dish, and she just starts screaming, just has a full blown panic it's attack kind of like traumatic. straight ptsd yeah, in the manga it's really yeah. tragic like her eyes go blank and she just like throws herself back screaming and they have to like get get the earring away before she can stop yeah yeah so i feel like the manga is a lot darker oh than yeah it is it, and it even it has less room to tell the story and it's still like mm-hmm. i feel like it's a lot more um emotional you know like, it's a lot more yeah, intense. That moment is very intense with Chibiusa. Uh, and you're you're just kind of yeah. like, oh shoot, she's definitely not with them, you know? <laughs> right. Before we go to Jupiter's, I want to pause real quick and go back to the Black mm-hmm. Moon. So, in the anime, we don't really see the Black Moon, the whole family at yeah. first, but in the manga, we're introduced to them right away. We're introduced to Prince Demando, or Prince Diamond. His brother Sapphire, or Sapphire, um, Esmeralda, or Emerald, and Rubius, or Ruby. And so Rubius is Crimson Rubius, and he wears, like, these camo pants and this tank top and dog tags, and he's got, like, red hair shaped like a flame. And he's the one in charge of this mission into the past in Earth to uh, change the past and catch Rabbit. And so he's the one who's in charge of the four Ayakashi sisters, Koan, Bertier, Calaveras and Who are pets. called the uh, Spectre Sisters in the English dub. Yes. And so he sends them out. And so Koan, Bertier, Calaveras, and Pets are one-to-ones to Mercury, or to Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, not Jupiter, Venus and Jupiter in that order. So, they so Koan to powers. Mars, Bertier to Mercury. Yeah, Pets to Jupiter and uh, Calaveras to Their Venus. color schemes cross so, over a lot, too. Yeah. So Koan is pink and blue, Bertier is a light blue and white, Calaveras is orange and like kind of like a poppy red. She wears a yellow bow in her hair too, and Pets is black and green. Yeah. So next up is Jupiter, and we get a little bit more focus on Jupiter. Um, 
which is really cute. We see her with Asanuma, and, like, it starts to rain a lot, and she's like, you know, it's good for my plants. And we get kind of a backstory that she lives by herself, and she gets sick, and, you know, the others are worried about her, but she meets with, she's like, I'll be fine, like, I, I can take care of myself, because she's a 14-year-old who lives by herself, yeah. obviously she's, she's fine. fine. <laughs> uh. And she, she meets Asanuma, and he's like, you're, like, Mako-senpai, you're sick, like, let me take you home, and she, like, lets him, because she, she is actually feeling quite dizzy at this point, and he takes her home, and... He kind of confronts her because he's like, he tells her, you know, like what he saw with Mamoru. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and when I see you with your friends, like you guys seem like you're a world apart, like you're separate. Like, are you an alien too? And Jupiter's like, no, we're human. We're just as human as you are, but we are different. She basically like tells him that without saying that she's Sailor Jupiter, she tells him like, we're here for a mission and we have something that we care about. It's like about. there's something, def- definitely uh, something yeah. distinct about us, but we're not aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're just as human as you I are. I think it's cool that and, she doesn't um, lie to him. Yeah, she's very straightforward with him and she's like, you remind me of a girl, like a friend that I had before I moved here and I didn't say goodbye to her properly, I just left. Aww. And it's like, the only time we get something about Jupiter's past that's not related to her senpai and, like, I think every medium. Yeah. This is the only time it's referenced that she had a friend. Yeah. Before. That is never really spoken of again. Mm-hmm. Um, in the anime, we had that with um, that guy whose name I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> she gave her his. She gave him her blood, no, but, like, I've already no, forgotten him. She donated him. blood, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're my childhood um, friend who's come out of the blue who we'll never hear from again. It's like, you don't actually matter at all in the grand scheme of I things. I like to be a friend from the um, distance. <laughs> uh, I'll watch you from afar, just like you watched me from afar. Anyway, it's bullshit. It's like, that's, that's <laughs> not a great relationship. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's really not. It's like, guys, this isn't romantic. Like, this isn't... Anyways, Anyways that's, that's the 90s. for another podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I've got cold medicine, like, I'm fine, you can go. And then she wakes up to find herself being choked out by herself, because Pets' plan to uh, wreck the past is to replace people with droid versions of themselves. And of course, our Jupiter is like, uh, no thank you, transforms, (laughs) destroys this droid, calls the others, um, they go out and start fighting droids, and obviously Moon and Venus are... Have, don't reach Jupiter before Jupiter's able to confront Pets, who's like, so my droid didn't manage to kill you. And they fight, and Jupiter's like a one-on-one match with this with Pets, and like does some serious damage to her before Sailor Moon kills her, and like but like, Pets, again, does the same thing where she captures Jupiter in a bubble, Yeah, and Jupiter gets kidnapped. If Jupiter wasn't sick, she probably would've messed her up. Yeah. Because Jupiter's very, very powerful. I just need to emphasize, Jupiter is a strong sentient. Yeah. Yeah, again, they lose Jupiter. Usagi is devastated. And Minako's like, okay, like, I gotta, I gotta lead the team because it's just us now. And Usagi's not in a place to, to do it. And I don't remember, probably should have looked at this before. I don't remember how Calaveras, um, I think Calav- no, I remember now. Calaveras pretends to be a medium on TV, um, and channels the Black Moon on TV and is like, the people of the White Moon are dangerous, uh, and like, yeah. tries to like, brainwash people. 
She tries to get um, people to turn against them. And, like, to turn against the White Moon and to find Rabbit. So, like, people are trying to find Chibiusa. And so, of course, Venus is like, uh, I'm gonna put a stop to you because that's our girl and we love her. But unlike the other three century, when they fight, Venus kills Calaveras and does not get captured. Mm -hmm. I love that. I really love that Venus is like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. (laughs) I've been in this game longer than anybody. I know how to do this. I like how it kind of breaks the pattern, too. Because they're just like, okay, but why? Why is, why are Mm -hmm. they all literally just too weak, you know? Right. And we also get a chance in Sailor Moon with this, we have a chance to sit with Venus Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that we weren't able to sit with the other century because we got to see like Mercury, Mars, Venus get introduced. Not Mercury, Mars, Venus. Mercury, Mars, Jupiter. Like we had more moments with them in the first arc than we did with Venus. And of course she had Sailor V, but maybe not everybody read Sailor V. Yeah, but it's a separate series. Exactly. So we get to see this and so... Usagi and Venus are like, okay, but like we can't mess around anymore. We've lost three fifths of our team, yeah. and like they they do confront Chibiusa, and Chibiusa confesses finally, and she's like, okay, like I'm from the future. Please save my mother. Please save the Crystal Tokyo of the thirtieth century. Yeah, and that's this is kind of like the point where like we would stop in the anime because this happens in the anime as well. It just Obviously, takes a lot longer a to get there. Story. It's a lot more painful. It, it takes from episode 60 to episode 75 to get to that point, and it really should not have. And it, like, I don't want to wreck. <laughs> I don't want to wreck people's opinions of like Sailor Moon R. But I was really surprised with watching the first half of Sailor Moon mm-hmm. R, ignoring, of course, the Daintree arc, with how much I actually disliked it. There were some changes I actually really liked, but it's all on the end of mm-hmm. the bad guys. <laughs> I like the choices they made for the villains, and I hate the choices they mm-hmm. made for the heroes. Like, they kind of fleshed out the personalities, the motivations of the villains in the anime. Uh, and I, I actually really like the Spectre Sisters in the anime. But the heroes, they're... They, they're, they kind of suck. Like... Once again, we have um, the senshi gaslighting Usagi, who has legitimate fears, and they're playing it off like a joke. And once again, they have Mm -hmm. Mamoru being an asshole with some BS reason why he's breaking up with her again. And her pining over getting back together, and the girls guy sliding again, like, <laughs> oh, we yeah, don't work. Being out. like, I don't know why you're so worried about this, and it's just like we literally just went through thirteen episodes. Of yes, this. we like, just did this. We just did this, and the thing is, in the manga and in the anime, both Mamoru, like when they hold Chibiusa's hands, have visions, yeah. but they both react differently. Both kind of see the future. Yeah. Um. And they're both kind of like, oh, and like, manga Mamoru is like, oh, this kid has been through a yeah. lot. And anime Mamoru only thinks about like, it's like, oh no, this will affect me. Because like, his vision is like, you have to leave the princess. And it's just like, I have to leave her to really? protect her. <laughs> and it's just like, such a cliche, boring romance yeah. trope that's actually not any good. No, it really is. Because you're you're just like... Hey, you, person, my love interest, you 
don't know what's best for you, but I do. So yeah. I'm gonna leave. He never you tells to her. Help you to show you how much I love you by not loving you. <laughs> by not loving you and not telling you why I'm leaving. I'm just because gonna leave. I don't trust that you can make decisions for yourself. It's it's toxic. I really, I really like in the manga how close everybody is. I like to mm-hmm. see that the senshi acknowledge Mamoru as a prince. Yeah, you know, like there's not kind of like. Isagi, and then, you know, the person Isagi dates. Yes. Isagi and her prince, you know. Yeah, Isagi in the anime has some very separate relationships. She has her relationship with her friends, she has a relationship with her school friends, and then she has a relationship with Mamoru. And they don't really intermix much. No. It's weird. I feel like when you pointed out earlier about how the villains are really fleshed out, I feel like that's the case kind of across the whole anime. I think it's really only in S that we kind of, like, look at the senshi a bit more and see who they are and, like, kind of, like, look at that interpersonal relationships. But, like, supers is is a mess unto itself, but, like, there's a lot of focus on bad guys. And stars is... Starlight's and the bad guys. You know, like, I feel... Stars is kind of fun, though, with and the it's original. <laughs> Stars is a lot of fun. Like, I'm not... Look, look, one of my favorite episodes comes out of Stars. Like, when I rank things, I'm just like, here are the two funny episodes. It's this one episode from... It's it's the Rep Butler episode, and it's the uh, dining table episode <laughs> from yeah. Stars. These are, like, the two funniest episodes in all of Stars. But Stay we'll get them. to that. And... <laughs> I'm so happy. I think we're going to have to have, like, a whole episode where I just talk about, like, the absolute poetry (laughs) (laughs) of that episode, where it's just, like, here's, like, the whole season, and then also here's, like, the cream of the crop. (laughs) You know, um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. I can't help but wonder if the writers of the anime didn't know what to do with Mamoru because they didn't have tropes to fall back on. I think they would have been happier Mm -hmm. with an ambiguous love relationship so that they can carry on with the will-they-won't-they situation. Whereas, you know, in the manga, she establishes, okay, they can have a will-they-won't-they in the beginning, they have an established relationship, and then we have a maintained healthy relationship throughout most of the story, you know? And mm-hmm. I am yeah. I think because it's such a trope for romances to be tumultuous that they had to keep coming up with forced reasons for them to kind of break up and get back together in order to facilitate that will-they-won't-they. It's like, how will we know they're destined to be together if we don't? watch them break up over and over again, you know, if we don't challenge their relationship. I don't think there had really been anything where it's just like, this is a female-centric show or story or whatever, um, where there's, like, a consistent male romantic, like, confirmed romantic interest. You know, there's a lot of, well, they won't they, and then at the end you find out they will. Um, Or, you know, there's, like, the rival enemy who then changes sides, and then it becomes that they will. But it's always at the end. And so, like, well, we have to have this sustained romance, but the man is not the main character. Yeah. It's the woman. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just, and especially in Japan, which is, and I think 
most Japanese people would agree, is a very misogynistic society, like many societies. It's very patriarchal. Um, yeah. Yeah, they just wouldn't know what to do with this man. <laughs> He doesn't act like a typical man, even, like, in the manga, you know, he, he doesn't... He displays like, the most masculinity! <laughs> yeah, like, the most typical male he is is in the very beginning where he insults Usagi about her grave. Yeah. Like, that's the most typical, and then for the rest of it, he's, like, really just, like, a reasonable a person. Guy, like, a sweet, mature guy. Yes. <laughs> sweet, mature, supportive, like... The kind of guy we need but don't get on TV. <laughs> Manga Mamoru is everything I want in a man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, yes, I would love a man who looks good in a cape Men. and a top hat and, like, saves my bacon and is always there to give me advice and to hold me when I need him Men, to hold if, me. Men, if you're wondering why you don't have a girlfriend and you need a good example... Stop looking at these macho manly men and, like, pick up the Sailor Moon manga and study. Get yourself some blue contacts. Dye your hair black. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a red board motorcycle. Buy some lavender pants. A green jacket. A black turtleneck. Right. <laughs> Got this. Get yourself a tuxedo and a top hat. Study. And a cape. Study. <laughs> you got... Become the Prince of Earth. <laughs> I just, I we're gonna have to talk a lot about this in like the Momura Pick episode a because just the difference between manga and anime is so stark. It really where is. it's just like in the manga, he's supportive to literally everybody, yeah. not just to Usagi, but to all the senshi and to. He's Chibi, literally so. just like a good friend too, you know. Yeah, he's just like he's part of the team, yeah. and he's part of the team without having powers. And like in the show, they have no idea mm-hmm. how to pull that off. And I think that's powerful. Like, uh, actually, in the manga, it like comes out because he wants to protect because he's there and he's like, I can't do anything. And then he hears this voice and it's just like, this is what you need to do. And he does his first tuxedo, less smoking bomber. So he does have some power. And I love the way Japanese level he he does have some offensive power, but for the most part, he's a support character. But I love the way Japanese people say bomber. Because they, cause they pronounce the second B, so that it's tuxedo la smoking bomba. Oh, that's cute. And it's so cute. It sounds like a dance. I love it in the musical. I love it in the musicals. It's so good in the musicals. La, 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 um, bomba. <laughs> and I think that's on purpose. Because he has, like, the Spanish, like, castanet music in the anime, yeah, right? Does. So, I wonder, yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that's that before. Adorable. That's adorable. That's smart. Yeah. Okay, so in the next episode, we'll talk about the second half of the manga, or the or episode sixty uh, to to we'll sixty-eight of the anime, and catch up. I think that's yeah. the way to go. Yeah, so we'll we'll go through there. We'll do um, episode sixty to sixty-eight of the anime, and then sixty-nine to seventy-five of the anime, because that correlates to. Um, the manga, which is when, like, the century are kidnapped and they have to go to the mm-hmm. future, where Chibiusa confesses about being from the future. Yeah. So, uh, I have closing statements now. <laughs> We're gonna do it! We're gonna finish this episode! <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Don't jinx okay. it. We're not okay. there yet. Okay. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Pod or contact us through email at oshiokiothepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. 
Please rate and review us wherever you find us. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So you should be able to do that now. Uh, so yeah, like I said, rate, review us, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to cover. Or... Skinny Goate! Oh, Yay, we did it. Oh, my God.